What is the biggest challenge in your life that just keeps coming up over and over again that you can't seem to get past? It's time we talk about some of those major roadblocks and take some steps towards overcoming them. Let's dive in. Men, welcome back to the Manhood Tribes podcast. It is really good to be with you today. My name is Don, and I am excited that we are kind of wrapping up today season one of Manhood Tribes. In this first season of the Manhood Tribes podcast, we have been talking all about how to be a man. And in particular, we have been trying to answer this idea of how to become an extraordinary man. Because not only, I mean, I'm just, I'm taking some guesses about you guys listening here, but I'm, I'm assuming that while it's important to you to be a man, if, if you have the choice between being just a man and being an extraordinary man, I think I know what you're going to choose, right? You're going to choose being an extraordinary man. Of course you are. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening to a podcast like this. So we're trying to talk about how to become an extraordinary man. And we've said that there's really three things that you need in order to become an extraordinary man. The first is that you need a clear vision of what it means to be a man. You need manhood. And so we've spent the first part of this season kind of talking about what does it mean to be a man. We talked about the five marks of manhood and how you can challenge yourself and grow in each of those aspects of manhood. The second thing that we talked about was camaraderie and the idea that you're going to need a group of men around you who can challenge you to become the best man that you possibly can be and that you're going to need to adventure together and you're going to need to get naked with one another, metaphorically at least, in order to be able to grow into this extraordinary man that you're capable of being. But the last thing that we need to talk about, and this is the the third thing on the list, and we're going to talk about it today and really kind of wrap up our conversation. This third ingredient that you need for becoming an extraordinary man is what I call freedom. And Freedom is really all about how we get the means to overcome the major challenges in our lives, the big obstacles that kind of keep rearing their heads at different points in our story and just seem to be the things that we can't ever seem to fully get past, the things that are always sort of in our way and you know keep creating problems for us, maybe in one stream of our lives, but probably in multiple streams of our lives. We just can't seem to break free. And that's the idea. We need freedom. In order to be an extraordinary man, we need freedom from these major obstacles. Now, when we're talking about freedom and how to be able to get us there, there are a lot of things that we as men really do need freedom from. We're not going to be able to talk about all of them in today's one little short podcast. So I want to just kind of give some brief overview of what we're talking about when we're talking about needing freedom. And then we're going to we're going to take a deeper dive into a little uh, slice of some of those things. We're going to cover some more of them at different points in time on this podcast. But I want to just kind of give you a teaser, a little bit of a taste today to help you understand what is the type of freedom that I'm talking about and how do you get there in some of those areas. So when we're talking about freedom, there are all kinds of things that can hold us back as men, lots of different things that we need freedom from. One of those things, and probably the most obvious, is we're talking about things that are kind of like vices or bad habits, or even taking to an extreme, maybe addictions. 
These are behaviors or substances that just kind of seem to have control over us that we keep coming back to. We keep repeating and we can't seem to sort of get away from them. This might be obvious things like alcohol or drugs or even like porn or, you know, social media scrolling, like things that just kind of have their hooks in us and we can't seem to stop no matter how hard we try. Some of them are very obvious and devastating, you know, like things like alcohol and drugs. Some of them, not so much. You may look at something like porn in your life and think, this isn't really such a big deal. Why Why do I need to worry about it? Or especially something like social media that can seem like it actually serves some good purposes in our lives. You know, why would I think that I need freedom from that? It can even just be simple bad habits like, you know, what your eating looks like and the, you know, the the way that you eat, whether it's causing you to be overweight or unhealthy or not, but the way that you use food in your life could be something that you really have a problem with. It could also be the same for you as it relates to exercise. Some of you guys have valued your appearance and your physique so much that you have developed some kind of a relationship with exercise that it now has a hold on you in a way that you can't let go of. You can't imagine not going to the gym for a whole week for anything. There's just no way that you could give that up, which means that it has a control on you that is actually kind of problematic. Okay, so bad habits and addictions. Those are those are some of the probably the most obvious places where we as men might need some freedom. But there's lots of others as well. So you might need some freedom in an area that relates to like a past shame. Okay, so um, most obviously this tends to usually be sexual shame. You know, something that you have done in your past that relates to your sexuality that you just feel really embarrassed about that you really regret, or even if you don't feel all that embarrassed and ashamed of it, it keeps kind of bringing up, you know, either painful memories or things that you have to avoid, or it creates difficult situations with any kind of new relationships that you want to have, or, you know, if you're married, the challenges that it brings up in your marriage relationship, uh, you know, all of these are things related to uh, a past sexual shame that is causing a place where you are really not free. You're not free to be able to address that issue and move forward from it. The only thing that you are able to do is kind of bury it deep in your past and hope that it stays there so that you can move forward. But the challenge is that our past issues never stay in our past. They always find ways of cropping up into our present. And until we learn to deal with them, we don't get free from them in order to be able to move into our future. Now, this is true of sexual shame, maybe most obviously, but it can really be true of any kind of shame, any sort of thing in your past that you uh, regret or feel embarrassment over. um, Those things can crop up like that. Uh, It can also just come in the form of your family history. So it could come not necessarily as something that you're ashamed of, but just something that has really kind of shaped you. You may have learned some uh, ways of relating to other people or ways of handling conflict or ways of handling money or all kinds of different things related to, you know, how your family operated 
that now have just translated into the way that you kind of treat as normal in your life. And uh, maybe you don't even like that about yourself, but you don't really know any other way because that's the way that you learn to do it in your family. And you kind of find yourself just sort of defaulting to doing things that way, to handling conflict a certain way, to treating special occasions a certain way, uh, to handling your finances or your possessions a certain way. Like, you know, all these kinds of things we learn from our families and then they kind of keep cropping up, you know, over the course of our lives. And they show up significantly if, if you get married and especially if you have kids, you'll start finding those pieces of your family kind of pushing their way back out to the surface, even though you didn't really want them to. Uh, those are all places where we aren't yet free to be the man that we want to be uh, because who we were in the past or who we learned to be in the past is now kind of forcing its way out. Another category of place where we as men aren't free that we don't really think about or talk about very much in our culture at all relates to spiritual opposition. So we haven't yet talked a whole lot about the spiritual side of life on this podcast, but spirituality is going to be a big point of conversation here within Manhood Tribes. And I have said that, you know, just me personally, uh, that my background has come from the church and ministry world. I'm a follower of Jesus. I believe that in order for any man to be the best man that he possibly can be, he needs to learn to follow Jesus. Because ultimately, Jesus is the best man who has ever lived. He is the model for us of what it means to be a man and to truly be free in order to be that extraordinary version of ourselves. But what Jesus encountered and what we as men encounter as well is that uh, the material world around us, the physical world that we can see and that we can touch and that we can smell, that is not the only world that we live in. We also live in a spiritual world, which isn't necessarily visible or tangible in some of those other ways, and yet it interacts with us in lots of ways. And because of that, we get opposition from the spiritual world. We get forces against us that want to hold us back from being the man that God has created us to be. Now, again, I just said that that's going to be something of a teaser today. We're not going to spend a lot of time on that topic. But I just want to acknowledge it and recognize it now. We'll come back to it at another point in time later. But spiritual opposition is a real thing. And it is something that we as men need to learn how to battle in order to be able to gain freedom in that area and be the men that God has called and created us to be. Okay, so there's lots of things there that we have you know, kind of briefly covered. But for today's episode, what I really want to dive into are two specific areas of freedom that are worth spending some time talking about today. And they're, they're, um, they're going to touch on a couple of those categories that I talked about. So the, the first thing that I want us to talk about is the area of validation. Okay, Validation is an area where we as men need a lot of freedom. In our culture right now, uh, validation is something that we as men are looking for in a lot of places, and because of that, we aren't really free to find it in the ways that we absolutely most need it. So what am I talking about? What is validation? Validation is just the idea that as men, we are looking to things in our lives to tell us that we are men, to tell us that we matter to tell us that we are significant, to tell us that we are valuable. So all of the places that we as men tend to go to in order to feel like we count, we matter, 
We're significant. We have an impact on the world. We are capable. All of these things that kind of feed into this narrative for ourselves that says we have what it takes. We can do things. We can get things accomplished. All of those places are the places that we go to looking for validation. Men crave validation. Guys, you know this to be true. You know it any time that you turn in a project at work and you're really hoping that the boss notices what you've done and is going to praise you for your performance in some way. Whether that amounts to a promotion or not, you're just hoping for that attaboy somewhere along the way that's going to be a boost to not only your ego, but hopefully to your career as well. You're looking for it as well, you know, at home. If you're married and if you have kids, you love the day when you can walk in the door and your wife has a smile on her face and is so pleased to see you and proud of you for what you have done and accomplished. Or you do something around the house and she throws her arms around you and tells you how much she appreciates you and how much better you make your your home because of what you're able to do for your family. Oh, gosh. I mean, even as I'm saying the words out loud, it's like, these are the things that we as men crave. The respect and the admiration that comes in those things, all of that is wrapped up in this idea of validation. And we as men really want to be validated. The problem is, is that we go to all kinds of not good places looking for that validation especially at times in our life when we are feeling like we aren't being very successful, when we are feeling like life isn't going the way that we want it to, we look for things that can make us feel good and can make us feel like we're a man. Probably the easiest and the most accessible one of those in our culture right now is porn. We as men go looking for porn because it tells us something about ourselves. Right, If we're not feeling like a man, there's very little in this world that will arouse our sense of our manliness than porn will. And because it's easy to turn to, there's no risk there for us as men. We can go and get a quick hit of it with just a few clicks. We don't even have to interact with a woman in order to risk feeling like we aren't a man. It is there waiting and ready to be able to tell us that we are. Porn meets a deep need for validation in our lives, but it meets it only fleetingly. It does it for just a moment, and then it leaves us feeling just as empty on the back end of it because we know it wasn't real. We know it wasn't a genuine human interaction. It just feels pleasurable for a moment. And so this idea that we get validation from this place that isn't genuine is really what's feeding into this idea that this is an area that we need freedom. We need freedom because we have taken our need for validation to some place that isn't legitimate. Now, we might do that with porn, but we could do it with a whole lot of other things as well. We can do it at work in the way that we look for you know, more money or more success or uh, more status or more authority. All of those things we can go to looking for in our work setting in hopes that those things are going to validate us. We can do it through health and fitness by working on our physique by working on our strength, and by feeling like we're the man. Because when we show up to the gym, we can bench press more than anybody else, or our six-pack abs look better than anybody else's do. And that feeling of validation that comes from crushing our goals as it relates to our health and fitness can make
make us feel like we're a man. But it's also fleeting because as soon as we meet one of those goals, you know, guys, there's some other dude that shows up to the gym who can do more than you can. Or, there, you know, you just see some picture of some Hollywood model or some bodybuilder or whatever that shows you ah, your physique doesn't measure up to his. And so you're right back to feeling what you felt all along, which is that you need to prove yourself in some way. You need to know that you're a man and you're going to do it by accomplishing this thing. But at the end of the day, it's not going to meet your quest for validation. Okay. The point is here, I'm not going to keep belaboring the idea, but I think you get it, which is that if we're taking our need for validation to places that can't ultimately deliver on it, then we have made ourselves slaves. We have trapped ourselves into a cycle of needing validation hits from something that is only going to ever deliver just enough dosage to make us feel good for the moment, but keep us coming back to it like an addict saying, you've got to get your next fix from me somehow. That's not freedom. That's slavery. So we need something that's going to be able to validate us in a way that allows us to have true and lasting freedom, where we really can believe in our value and worth as a man, and we don't have to keep seeking it out from these uh, you know, insufficient sources. The only way that we as men can really get the validation that we need is from two places. One is that we need the validation of a father. We need our father to speak into our lives in a way that says, you are a man, I recognize you as a man, and I invite you into manhood with me. We need that from our fathers. Now, the challenge is that most of us as men don't get anything remotely like that from our dads. Okay, even the best dads have a hard time being able to communicate that, not just with words, but with their whole lives to be able to say the kind of validation that we as their sons really need. And this is where spirituality really can come into play is because as much as our earthly dads might fail us, we do have the opportunity to be in relationship with a heavenly dad who can validate us in all the ways that our earthly dads might have failed at doing. We're going to get more into that later on down the road, but the point is we need validation from a father and we're going to have to find it one way or another. We're not likely to get all the validation that we need from our earthly dads and it's worth thinking about how can I get that validation from a heavenly dad? Okay, if we need it from a father, the second place that we need it from is other men, typically other men who are our peers. We need other men around us to be able to recognize that we are men and to validate us in that way. Now, it takes some special men to be able to do that because those men have to be secure enough in their own manhood to be able to recognize it and praise it and call it out in others, or otherwise they're going to just be feeding their own insecurity and feeling like they need to go get validation from some other place as well, and they're expecting it from you, and if you don't deliver, then you know things become problematic. So it takes really good, well-validated men in order to be able to offer that to each other. That's the kind of men that we're looking for in a tribe and that we want to be able to build up in each other. Okay, so that's, that's validation. We go looking for it in the wrong places. We trap ourselves as slaves. We need to be able to get free to hear the kind of validation that we actually do really crave. And when we have it, it frees us up to no longer keep seeking it from those places where we are trapped and enslaved. That's the kind of freedom that we're looking for. 
All right. I said we were going to talk about freedom in two areas. Validation was the first. The second is going to fit into that category that I talked about earlier of spiritual opposition. And here's what I mean. This second area where we as men need some freedom is in what I will call agreements. And I'm not the first person to use this term. I've heard it from uh, John Eldridge, who's a, a Christian writer who's written a lot about manhood, but I've heard it used in lots of different circles as well. The idea of agreements is that we as men can tend to believe lies about ourselves or about God or about the way that the world works. And when we believe those kinds of lies, it's not just like we're incorrect. When we believe deep spiritual lies like that, what ends up happening is that we're making some kind of an agreement with that lie to where it actually begins to carry some spiritual truth in our lives. It's like it becomes some sort of a self-fulfilling prophecy, although that's really not what's happening behind closed doors at all. What is really happening is that you're making a spiritual agreement with a spiritual power because you're believing that spiritual power's lie. And in doing so, you are empowering that lie to become true in your life. What am I talking about here? Let me give you an example. So it could be something like, in your life, you have been in and out of relationships, you know, through most of your teenage and adulthood years, and you just can't ever seem to get one to stick. And over time, as one relationship has ended after another, and you've been in and out of these relationships, you keep hearing this message of, man, I just am always going to screw it up. It doesn't matter the relationship. It's somehow going to end because I'm going to screw it up. And somewhere, whether consciously or not, you have kind of on the inside made an agreement with that idea and said, yeah, that seems true. I am going to screw it up. And then no matter the relationship that you get into, you seem to find a way to screw it up. And you're right back into that cycle of telling yourself, I'm such a screw up. No matter the relationship, I'm going to find a way to screw it up. Okay, so this is what I'm talking about, how we make these subtle agreements with things that seem like they could be true because there is actually some evidence for it. The best lies always contain just a little bit of truth. But we make an agreement with this lie. Nobody is a screw-up to the point that they screw everything up, right? No one is able to take 100% ownership of every fault in their life. Like, that's just not the way relationships work, okay? But yet you make this agreement that's actually a lie, and you start to believe, I'm the screw-up. I'm always going to screw things up. And then you can't figure out why none of your relationships ever succeed, why you always get back into the same pattern. It's because you are trapped in an agreement with that lie. You have given it power over you to where it is now forcing itself upon you in a way that you need freedom from it. You need to get out from under the power of that agreement so that you actually do have a chance of succeeding in a relationship. Now, that's a that's one kind of big example that I've just sort of like played out, you know, over a while. Um, but I, I hope you kind of get the idea from that. We're not going to explore it a whole lot more than that, but I want you to understand that it's worth you spending some time thinking about what kind of agreements have I made? 
Where am I maybe believing some lies about myself or about God or about the way that the world works that I might be trapped in some agreements that I need freedom from? So what does freedom look like when it comes to agreements? How do we actually get to that place? Well, freedom looks like breaking those agreements, but that takes time and it takes a lot of spiritual power. It probably might include some really good counseling, either with a close friend who knows your story well, like a guy in your tribe, or maybe with a trained therapist. But I believe it also requires spiritual freedom. Belief is always a spiritual thing. And in order to be able to get spiritual freedom, you're going to need the highest spiritual authority you can get in order to be able to claim the freedom that you need. That's why I would say it is essential for you to follow Jesus in order to be able to get the freedom that you need. Jesus is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He is King over all creation, physical and spiritual. And because of that, through him, you have the power to be able to break these spiritual agreements that you've made. And it's really just a matter of asking him in his name to be able to break those agreements, to say, Jesus, based on your power, I no longer agree with the idea that I am a screw up and I'm going to screw up my relationships forever after this. I break that lie and I no longer agree with it. Would you, through your power, speak to me your truth and allow me to live into that truth? It's really that simple. That's maybe all there is to it. Now, you can try that and begin there, and that may produce all the results that you need. Or it may take more efforts and more attempts at that and realizing ways that that, agreements have, that agreement has started to have more control over you. And you've got to break those places as well. It takes time and it takes effort. But the point is, this is an area where you need some freedom. Okay? Now, we've spent a lot more time on this idea of freedom than we have on just about anything, and that's because this is a place where we as men, if we're going to be the extraordinary men that we need to be, freedom is something that we really do have to pay attention to. So I've got a challenge for you today. I want you to identify one area in your life where you need freedom. It might be something like we've talked about today about validation, where you're looking for validation in a wrong place. It might be an agreement that you've made that you can kind of look at your story and see, yeah, this is a place where I've made an agreement. And I want you to make a plan to chat with a friend about that area and discuss how you could get free. I want you just to talk with a trusted friend, a guy you know, who you might invite to be in a tribe at some point in time, but who you really trust with the weighty things in your life and to say, Here's a place where I think I'm dealing with some kind of entrapment, some place that I'm just stuck and I can't seem to move forward. And I would love for you to help me think about how I could get free in that area. Okay, that's your challenge for today. We're going to spend a lot more time on that one as we move forward with the Man Who Tribes podcast in the future. But for now, you need to be thinking about how to get free in your life. Men, this has been an incredible first season here on the Manhood Tribes podcast. We've got lots more good stuff to come, and I can't wait to share it with you. I look forward to talking with you in the next episode, and we're going to have some really good treats for you moving forward. I can't wait. Thanks for being here with me, and we'll talk again soon. See ya.